everybody to fear and loathing in cinema podcast august 22nd the kids are back in school everybody's back in school so i figured we should all put on our backpacks get our lunch pails get our fanny packs on and sit at our desk ring that bell and start schools in session on fear and loathing today because we have a fantastic movie today oh my goodness but first i'm brian kluger and i'm joined by the three amazing students in the glee club here our audio visual department our av nerds oh my god we have dan moran how are you bud i am doing great ready to be back to school good 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 and we have preston barta good morning sir Good morning. Just a proud parent of a D average student over here. <laughs> Fantastic. And oh, then oh, I- oh, and I got my original pressing of Glenn Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy. So yes, I'm really you ready do. to go. I'm so excited that you have that. Oh my goodness. Did you get that strictly for this show? No, no. I got it after uh Richard Linklater's Apollo Ten and a Half because they did Wichita Lineman in that in that movie. And so I got it after that. Well, there he is. There, that's that's the student right there. And then hailing from our 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 out of town student, our our <laughs> from Miami, we've got Chelsea Nicole Campbell Fernandez. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm good. I don't like kids, and I don't want them. So. Cool. <laughs> 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 just well you're out. at the right podcast then <laughs> you are at the right podcast oh my goodness so of course we're back in school we're, we're we're listening to our teacher the teacher um in this movie is named dick clark <laughs> played by john lovitz of course we are talking about the 1996 film high school high which is a spoof, a silly spoof movie on all those kind of gangster high school movies of that time. Um, the movie was directed by Hart Bachner, who directed PCU in this movie. Um, he's also an actor. PCU, we'll get into that. Written by David Sucker, um, not to be confused with the um, his, his brother, Jerry Zucker. And starring an amazing 90s cast full of John Lovitz, Tia Carrera, Mackay Pfeiffer, Pre-8 Mile, and Louise 
Fletcher herself, Nurse Ratchet, in an amazing movie. Um, this movie, okay, so being a silly comedy movie, this movie came out at Halloween. It doesn't make sense. This movie came out October 25th of 1996. Who was going to this? Okay, first, all right, let's see. Who we start with? Let's start with Chelsea this time. Chelsea, did you, did you, when did you, have you ever seen this movie before? No, I have not. <laughs> you have not. So this was the first time going in. So you're coming into this movie in 2023. What was your, what, what's your like one or two uh, sentence uh, thought about? Um, so, I feel like this is the movie that the worst person you know loves. Preston <laughs> and I, <laughs> we're the disgusting brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Preston um, doesn't get that joke. It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's like the weird uncle. He's like, oh, oh man, you gotta see this high school high. Um, it's so good. It's so many. And you're like, mm. so that's, I, I heard Preston pick that pick this, and I just want to say you wasted eighty six minutes of my life and got rhinestone cowboy stuck in my head. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. So Preston, rebuttal. When did you first yeah. see this? Because you were okay. Six. So you you were six. Okay. Yeah, six. Um, I did not see this in theaters. I did not see this Halloween time. I probably saw it a few years later. Uh, I feel like that box art on the vhs was pretty memorable with john lovitz's hair his uh, afro yeah it, it was uh that that piqued my curiosity caught my curiosity so i watched it after that um i will to chelsea's credit or just what she's saying i think the first 30 to me the first 30 minutes of this movie is super funny to me i think it really trails off in the last hour and it go it's like two different types of comedies like one of them is a spoof in line with naked gun and airplane and then the last half or the last uh two thirds of it is just kind of mediocre stuff with a few sprinkles of fun comedy here and there but that that first 30 minutes is like minute to minute like or second to second i'm just i have to pay attention because even my wife was like texting or something one of our friends and then i was like you just missed this great joke and so um yeah i first 30 minutes some of the funniest stuff i've seen all right good i'm glad i'm glad all right dan moran first time watching this one last night was my first time to watch high school high and i'm on virgins yeah i'm on team chelsea uh this movie just didn't work for me i understand that it's a satire of blah 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 but did y'all understand the movie yeah we i totally understood the movie i'm not an idiot but john it's it's a combination of this i didn't think it was that funny but also john lovitz for me he works on the critic because that's like 21 minutes and it's just his voice he works on you know snl like short skits 90 minutes of him was a lot for me. Like, I'm sorry. It was, him being the, the focal point of this movie was just a lot for me. And I didn't think it was that funny. Honestly, the hardest I laughed. I agree with Preston about the beginning 30 minutes being funny. Because when he went to the teacher's lounge and the old black teacher is sitting there reading like a um, 
some sort of magazine, like a car and truck magazine or whatever. He goes, what do you do? He goes, I don't know. Some on the third floor. <laughs> or yeah. something like that. that part made me laugh. Like I, I actually rewound it to watch that line delivery again. Cause I was like, this is, this is where I wish it was going, but it just didn't, didn't work for me. I'm sorry. sorry it, okay. Guys. Okay. So it didn't work for you. This, this movie for me, I was 15 years old and this was right up my alley. I, I saw it in the theater because I was a big fan of John Lovett's, uh, <laughs> and I kind of became the critic, like this Jewish critic mm-hmm. that just like, it stinks. Awesome. You know, that's, this the, I, I love John Lovitz. He's just, he cracks me up. And so this movie with all of the gangster high school movies that were coming out at the time, it was fun to see a silly spoof on this. And I really enjoyed it when it came out because there were all these funny little quips and like little subtle things too in the background that I liked, but coming back to watch it again, um, I will agree with Preston as well. I think there's two types of movies here. One movie is it's a silly spoof movie, which works so well, but then it tries to be something serious and tries mm-hmm. to go for happiness over silly spoof. And it doesn't, it doesn't work. I think they needed to really go all the way with the silly spoof stuff instead of trying to be a real movie at some point. Yeah, very much agreed. I, 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 Dan, I, I just can't. How do you I know you said that you still laugh at the first 30 minutes, but the greatest laugh to me in this movie next to that line that you uh brought up because that's like something out of the office that's like what creed said what do i do like it's that's what that line is but uh when he first pulls up to the school and (laughs) he he just has this like happy face and then the the camera starts panning and there's just this massive explosion out of the window that's the kind of comedy that i like i don't know if it's being a parent and being really into dad jokes and that kind of silly humor but just like from that moment on, just going from like that explosion to him saying, hey, do you know where the faculty lot is? And then right. these guys are like, yeah, sure. Come on in. It's right here. And then he then they're blocking the sign that says wrong way. And he's going to go over a spike strip and blows up, his car, uh, pops his tires. Then he gets into a parking spot and then he just like turns around for like a second to see that D average sticker on somebody's bumper. And then his whole car is gone. gone. And then his briefcase is gone. Yeah. And then, (laughs) dude, when that nurse staples the condom to, like, the information sheet, like, dude, that's so fucking funny. But then she says, okay, here you go, you little slut. Yeah. (laughs) I think this movie is, I think you got to give it a second chance because this movie, okay, so with High School High, it take the movie um oh man what was the big dangerous dangerous minds it's basically that same movie but with john lovitz coming in uh to this realm uh trying to get all the gangster kids to be really good students uh led by Mackay pfeiffer oh it's just so funny um so i okay so wait, wait so let's start with this question because okay. I, I think it was brought up um spending 90 minutes with John Lovitz. Uh, so I can already imagine what the answer to this question is, but do you think that he's leading man material? This was his first movie that he was uh, lead, uh, the top top billed actor. 
do you think that he has that 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 comedy chops or that ability to do that even if this movie had ironed its way out and it kept up that comedy that's within the first 30 minutes do you do you still feel like he would have been able to pull off this movie Yes, I I think so. And I'll give you an example. City Slickers 2. He's one of the three <laughs> mains and he's so great. And he does a great job like his delivery and comedy timing of how he delivers lines is funny, but he also has that tender serious side that he can turn on just like in City Slickers 2. And I think he did it well here. I think his best stuff is he's really good with reactions. So there's a scene sequence in this film where one of the students is pregnant and then uh but already has two babies and then he's like looking over and he's like he does like this face <laughs> and he does that same face in another really stupid movie that i absolutely love called bench warmers where he has <laughs> he's been uh purple nurpled to death so he has like no nipples anymore and so he just like keeps that joke going where he's like shown his nipples to people to like get a rise out of them and he just has this sort of expression on his face with like this don't care attitude like he just kind of goes for it and so i don't know i find that very admirable yeah. about him uh i think he's he's pretty good at delivering lines and i think if this movie had stuck the landing and figured out how to be a wall-to-wall -wall joke movie i think he would have been really great at it but it just didn't give him the opportunity to really do that because yeah. like you mentioned brian it goes for something serious it's almost like they felt bad that they were targeting like inner city schools and kicking them while they're down and so it's like <laughs> you gotta like make this like more heartfelt and and so i i really felt like they should have just kept going with it but yeah. maybe they ran out of stuff to do and it should have been like a you know, like yeah. an episode on a TV show or something instead. Right. Chelsea, what do you think? You said you didn't like John Lovitz. No. Where have I ever said I didn't like? Okay, let's let's squash that. I love John Lovitz. <clears throat> I think he does best in an ensemble. Um, Like a I, league of their own. Rat Race, a league of their own. Um, Wedding Singer. Yes. I think he, he does best with that. I just could not, I don't think anything in this, and I don't think it's John Lovett's fault. I just don't think anything in this movie is strong enough to like make it great. And I'm not going to blame that on John Lovett's. You're not going to make me. So. All right. He's a, he is a great side dish. You know what I mean? Like you, the whole meal of John Lovett's is a little too much for me, but every time you guys describe like his amazing timing in this, He's not the star of any of those movies. He's third, fourth build. And that way, every single time he comes on, he is, his batting average is out of the park. Like he yeah. is a great off the bench guy or a heat check guy, whatever you want to call him, the sports analogies. But if it's just him, you're like, you start to see like, for me, you start to see a little bit of weakness here and there. And that's why I said, I love him on the critic because it's his voice and it's only 22 minutes of him. I love him in, all of the roles you guys said from bench warmers because he pops in, he probably has what 20 minutes of screen time in most of those movies and, and SNL skits, which are, you know, four or five minutes here and there, but a 90 minute movie of nonstop John Lovett's humor obviously didn't connect with audiences. 
I don't I don't think had they even stuck the landing or whatever, he wasn't going to be, you know, a B teamer Adam Sandler where he was going to be like leading his own movies, I don't think. I'm going to argue with you that it did stick the landing with audiences. This movie uh, remained in the top five for like three weeks in 1996. It was 1996. What, what else was it up against? Wait, yeah, what else? So what was, yeah. What uh, was that's important. So one of the movies was Sleepers, um, <laughs> which was Kevin Bacon, oh, Kevin De Niro, Bacon. <laughs> Hoffman, okay. Brad Pitt. Oh, God, I'm going to have to look this up. Give me a second to look this up. But I it, I, I will say that it remained on top for, I mean, this is like award season and holiday season type fair right here. And they released this real silly movie. I don't know. One of you look this up, 1996, <laughs> October 25th, 1996 movies where it came out. But I think, I, I think John Lovitz does great enough here i just think the tone of the movie just kind of switched over because in those first few scenes you know i think everybody was hating on lovitz and i love that his name was richard clark dick clark but then when he gets when he's at the wellington academy and like that first joke of the the answering service wellington academy are you white is just yeah. solid gold stuff right there. Like that's a great laugh. That was the only like real laugh for me. But that's <laughs> I know Brian and Brian and Preston Preston not so much here. You asked if we thought he was a great leading man. You didn't ask if there were parts that we enjoyed about the movie. No, I, I said he was a great leading okay. man. I I think <laughs> he is. I think he has the ability to show a serious side in such a silly movie. I just think with the material that he was given. I think he does great in it. Yeah. I think he's a good leading man. And I'll, I'll bring it back to even small time crooks with Woody Allen. He's a great role in that too. One of the leading roles minus Woody Allen um, and city slickers too. He's one of the main parts. And I but, think he's great in that. But the main thing you're saying is one of the main, he's not the one he's one of the main parts. So if there's others, it's not just him for the 86 minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm trying to think of a movie where he actually led an entire film minus this one. You can't because they don't exist because so. he's not a good leading man. <laughs> he, is a, he is a great actor. He's a successful actor. He's very funny, but he clearly he had shots. I mean, I'm looking at his his uh IMDB right now. He was in a lot of movies. Okay, so let's start with Dan on this one. All right. Being the silly spoof joke movie it is and having in and now being in 2023, how does the humor uh transfer over from 96 to 2023 with all of the very stereotypical uh black jokes in this movie? Oh, I'll say all the race like all the race stuff still still plays for like Wellington Academy and how uptight they are and just how blatantly terrible people they are <laughs> based on like their admissions and how they treat and look at, uh, you know, look at the inner city as they, as they were calling yeah, them. There's literally a, a sign that just says inner city. Yes. <laughs> like all of, all of that stuff still plays in 2023. I mean, we can have the whole debate of whether or not it would be made today, but I still laugh at every single part of it because i was like yeah well 
those are pretty decent jokes. They're telling right. Us. I think so. Even like the joke of them walking through the metal detector and then John Lovett <laughs> seeing one of the guys hair braids with micro machines going around it is so dumb but so great i i just like uh that particular moment where they're just taking all the guns out of it like it's an everyday occurrence and then he just happens to walk in with the handle that has two screws on it and the guards like taking it like what the hell are you thinking kind yeah, of it's thing. a handle from his stolen briefcase yeah. <laughs> and it's just dude the the best joke in it, or one of the best jokes that makes me think of Brian in in how he would react to somebody is when he's like accosted by somebody and he the, the this particular person says I'm gonna rip you a new asshole and he's like I'm gonna pretend you meant that in a nice way <laughs> <laughs> right that's what I would say yeah I was uh, there was. That's but I, I was look I was looking up the numbers and so sleepers was number one that particular weekend, October twenty-fifth, ninety-six. High school high was number two. Thinner was number three. Four was the ghost in the darkness, and five was the first wives club. <laughs> hey, I just want to be clear that Ghost in the Darkness is on our short list. <laughs> we need we need to do Animal Week and do like Beast. <laughs> all animal attack it's so it, oh it's so great i love it and i'm glad you thought about me preston during that scene of <laughs> I, I take that as a compliment thank you i think that's why i like this movie a lot more now because uh for a, a while there your facebook profile when you had facebook was john lovitz as the critic and so i always associated john lovitz with you and so when i'm watching it i'm like this is brian i'm watching brian i am i would step in the middle of the fight and say shake hands yeah. <laughs> i thought that was really good thank you preston uh let's talk about the amazing amazing louise fletcher you know she stomps into this role and probably most people don't know what she's from but one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Nurse Ratchet, probably the best, most vile villains in cinema history, that woman. And now she's here to kind of reprise a kind of similar type of role, but in a very spoofy way. And she just owns it so well. What did you think, Chelsea, of Louise Fletcher here as the principal? I think she was she was wonderful. I mean, I I had my first viewing, so I was like, ah, Nurse Ratchet. Um, so I, I don't know. I just I just think that she was maybe the strongest person in this movie. Like she knew what she was coming to do and she did it and she did it well. And yeah, the 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 joke when she has her um, when he's in the principal's office and, you know, her skirts just unraveling that I, I was just waiting for her like to react, just waiting. Yeah. So she she definitely knows what kind of like movie she's in. She she reacted well yeah i loved her it's a great comedic scene because again going back to john lovitz's facial expressions when he throws the threads and it gets caught in the fan it's just it's so wonderful dan what do you think of louise fletcher i did the same thing chelsea did i hadn't seen before when she popped on screen i was like is that is is that and i knew it was her but i still immediately paused the movie and double checked to make sure that i wasn't crazy (laughs) but uh (laughs) She yeah, she was very fun. And 
uh, play obviously playing off her, you know, her nurse ratchet role, um, at least to a degree, kind of cashing in on some of the recognizability she had from that role and, and to be able to do it in a, in a comedic way, I thought was actually kind of special in a way, because I, I didn't expect that from her, um, to be honest with you. So I, I enjoyed her role in there. Good. Preston, any thoughts on Louise? Um, right there with everybody else. I think she just is a force, like her presence, like is very intense from the get go. And I just love that juxtaposed with her walking down the hallway annoyed as more plants and nice things. And the lockers are not decorated in graffiti anymore. They look nice and they go outside They have a water fountain instead of a statue holding the bong or what, ha what have you. And so I enjoyed that all the way up to the end where she's, I mean, she's just kind of just this, you know, villain in the movie type of thing. I don't think there's like a huge comedic moment to me other than the one that uh, Chelsea brought up. Um, yeah, like I think she just serves the part well and she's, like I said, just intense. And so I believe it and I believe that other people are afraid of her even when it's revealed that she's uh, Mr. A by the <laughs> end of it. So um, yeah, I think I think she just is very serviceable. All right. Okay. All right. So then let's move on to Wayne's World and True Lies star Tia Carrera, who comes in to this movie as beautiful as ever. She knows the movie she's in. I love that she's willing to play, you know, great action roles as well as real comedic roles. But the one scene that I loved in this movie is that repetition of the fight scene between Scarface from uh, Half-Baked and Tia Carrera in the library. And John Lovitz tries to come in and stop it, but Tia Carrera is always getting like hit like by objects and by other people. Uh, it just, it cracks me up. And that leads into the scene that I think doesn't work anymore in the movie is when she knocks herself out on her dresser drawer at home and she's knocked out on her bed and John Lovett starts to unbutton her blouse. I was like, Oh no, what are we doing here? But I love that. I love humor like that. I love that type of humor. What did you think about that scene? Cause I think that, I mean, that's in the middle of the movie. I think that scene works. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, anytime, anytime there's a movie, at least at the age I'm at now, where that happens, I'm like, oh, the exact same thing you did. But it wasn't, this is not, I, I don't know if it's John Lovitz or what, but John Lovitz's basic ability is I didn't get the rapey vibes. <laughs> is that, no, I, I didn't know, get that. Right. That's not, defending the, that's not defending the choice or anything like that. But when it happened, I had the same thing you did, where I was like, oh, okay, we're going here. But then I was also like, oh, it's John Lovett. She's safe. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds terribly wrong, but I was like, ah, nothing's going to happen in this one. But Carrera, she was, man, in the 90s, she was just like, I'm either a badass or I'm in the most outlandish comedies ever. And good for her. Like she, she, she is, she was something else for a while there. Yeah. Chelsea? Loved her in this. Um, I just, I, I think she was very fun, very sweet in this. I just, my only gripe was not with her, but it was with her haircut. I yeah. just, <laughs> what was, was her very, haircut like? It yeah. was like a little mullet. 
It was like a low, low, like 90s little mullet. Oh, yeah. It looked worse than what this picture is, though. Yeah, that that picture makes makes it look like like the Rachel, like from Friends. It wasn't. You can't even see it, but it, it, it looks worse there in the still. And maybe maybe that's the haircut that they think that, you know, inner city dilapidated school teachers have um but then you see her um but no i think she was very sweet in this and and she played she played it well okay cool Preston. in other words brian you're making chelsea reach a lot in this <laughs> review <laughs> so coming up with something she's sweeping up those crumbs of likable qualities um, of anything there's a lot of likable qualities okay so let's go to the subtle jokes in this movie the subtle jokes i think are its big key hit throughout because there's a lot of like like we just talked about with tia carrera getting hit all over that's very in your face blunt uh blunt comedy but there's a lot of subtle humor and one of my favorite ones parts of it was when the movie turns into fast and the furious before fast and the furious and John Lovitz takes Tia Carrera's amazing car and she says it's irreplaceable. And when it crashes, there's a news report in the background talking about how that car is irreplaceable. And that was so amazingly funny. I had to rewind that part of it. That was one of my little little jokes that I really love that was, you know, kind of subtle in the background. What about y'all? Do y'all have any like favorite subtle jokes in the background? That's in my notes. When did this turn into the fast and the furious? Or rebel <laughs> without a cause. Cause that's, yeah. what that's right. Yes. My, my, one of my favorite parts was when John Lovitz gets Mackay Pfeiffer and the other guy to shake hands. Not the, not <laughs> them shaking hands. It's just how awkward it is. But if you watch the reaction of the other gang members, those guys were just cooking with gas. I mean, some of them are just like, they've never seen two men's hands touch before. Like a couple of them are like aghast and like shocked and other, uh, some of them are like completely confused. Like it's a first man, like meeting E.T. or something. It was, their reactions were hilarious in that moment. Oh my goodness. I love, I I like that part of it. Chelsea. So Chelsea, did you have another little subtle joke that you had in there? In your notes, um, what's in your list? My <laughs> oh, um, my one of my favorites was um, so two things. Um, when he goes, he says, um, you know, I tried drugs, I tried drinking, but what I have is like dim sum. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're thinking the whole time, you're like, oh, you know that, you know, John Lovitz, this dorky guy, just goes to eat some like you know, dim sum. And then they go, you know, you find him later and he's playing fucking Russian roulette. Deer hunter. (laughs) No, I know. It's just, it was just so like jarring. Um, But so that, that worked for me. And just, I, I, I was raised Catholic. And so I love a good Catholic joke when she kisses him and he says, Father Flannery. Um, So that worked for me. (laughs) <laughs> it's great i think there's this this movie has so many subtle jokes okay so did anybody catch the speed reference in the movie this has happened in another one of our showcases by the way one of our films one of our episodes 
the but there's a there's a part where somebody's crossing the oh, street and they're running after the bus well no 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 it's like when you know you have that sister act two vibe of everybody's cleaning up the school and the town with flowers somebody's crossing the street and a bus comes up and it is the same bus from speed because mm. it, it it's huh. 25 25 on it nice that speed so that's the second movie what was the other movie that had that speed bus that we talked about oh, i can't remember but it was in there the speed bus yeah. it's uh it's, it's it's crazy and then we must talk about the big security guard um who was <laughs> who the, like the look, guy that looked like a big wrestler yeah, I thought he was a wrestler. Yeah, trip. Yeah, uh, it's not Triple H. It's the guy who played Little John in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, along with the the guy Bear from American Pie Three, American Wedding, who dances with Stifler. Mm. Uh, so he's he's in this one as well. Um, and I loved the how great this movie is and how funny it is to me is that. You see John Lovitz having the climactic fight with Louise Fletcher, and they end up in a in a room of a, of like a, a TED talk of women's self defense, yeah. and you see John Lovitz <laughs> strangling this woman, and it's the same like visual as on their yeah. sign, like their mascot. Yeah. How great is that moment? Like that is like pitch perfect chef's kiss comedy to me. <laughs> No, didn't nobody I think at that point Chelsea was already checked out and she's like, I'm not gonna admit that this was funny. There no, it's not that I don't admit <laughs> it. I, I one of my notes is literally this is dumb fun without the fun. Oh there's there's enough laughs in this movie. It's just I'm uh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through my list of all the funniest parts, which Please may do. be in the first 30 minutes, but uh, we can we can dissect these a little bit. <laughs> we'll, we'll decide if it's funny or not. We'll, okay, we'll so thumbs up I, or thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs right. up or thumbs say, say yes okay. or no. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This right. is an audio. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I did forget this one moment with Louise Fletcher when she when when John Lovitz's character realizes that she is the principal and uh, she's doing like announcements and everything in front of the class, uh, the entire school, and she. <laughs> She says, uh, uh, the assistant principal is still missing. And she's like showing the milk carton. And it's like, if you if you know where he is, let us know. Or just if you happen to have him, can you give us can you give him back to us? There's that. And then he pops up later. And then uh, what was the line? Like uh, uh, when he's trying to like make uh, John Lovitz's character feel a little bit better, like, "Hey, you can come back from this. I'm living proof." And then he gets taken. <laughs> yeah, they take again. him away again. Okay. Yes, that's funny. Yes. Damn. Funny. Funny. Yes. Go. go. But funny. Yes. All right. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go on I'll move on with that in that same scene when. John Lovitz gets up in front of the whole school and talks for his first time. And then yeah. some lady from the back just says, stick it up your ass. And she Tia Carrera. Yeah. Tia Carrera just says, that's our librarian. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yes. That's a big yes. And she does it again at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> On a roll. <laughs> We're going to go through every single joke on this and then we're going to get to the end and be like, hey, it was a 90 minute movie and there were 30 jokes that made us laugh. 
<laughs> hey, that's a pretty good average. That's we're a not, great average. We're not saying it's a terrible movie. I think, I don't want to speak for Chelsea, but I think we were both just kind of like, okay, that was a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was certainly that was certainly something that I watched. That was certainly a movie. That that was certainly. I smiled at some points. I chuckled at a few parts, but I, I would have been fine not seeing it. Yeah, you know I mean, I would have liked that time back in my life, but you, you could know. have watched The Ghost in the Darkness. There are so many other worse movies. This movie currently has yeah, like the replacements. A... Yeah. <laughs> this movie has a 19% rate on Rotten Tomatoes, which is definitely not the case here. This is a 60 to 70% rating in my in my 70%. Opinion. Oh, absolutely. it's fresh. Oh, absolutely not. There's four of us on here, two like it, two don't. I'll give you 50. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. What about you, Chelsea? Do you think this deserves a 17%? I think maybe 20. <laughs> 20. Oh, generous let, me, let me bump it up a few percentage points. With what with the points that you guys have made, maybe, but I was just watching this and going just the whole time, like this is just a very kind of like I and I know it's a parody and it's a caricature of 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 its time, but I'm just like, so many things are just not funny. I don't I don't understand. I laughed okay. all the way through it. I didn't even laugh during the end credits. Right, because it well, there this movie is basically Sam Jackson coming in is like we're getting a team together. There's stingers in this movie on the in the credits. Two of them. Yeah. Which yeah. one of them was the news anchor saying popcorn making people sick after 90 minutes? <laughs> well, that that made me laugh. That made me laugh, but that was that was after. So yeah, and and I, I gotta say, do you not count that as the movie because it was after? Is that what you mean? <laughs> she could have turned it off. She wouldn't have known. I yeah. should have. I yeah, I could have turned it off. But like, it's, so the the school they were at, what John Lovitz was at this inner city school, this this gangster school was Marion Barry High School, which was hilarious to me. Um, and I think it was great that. I didn't notice this the first time I watched it, but the score to this movie throughout the entire film uh, done by Ira Newborn sounded exactly so much like Back to the Future. It, it sounded like if you if you listen to the score, you're like, wait, this sounds like Back to the Future. And then in the end, in that end credit sequence, you have Marion Barry's head being chopped off it being replaced by Chuck Berry and in Chuck Berry high school. I was like, Oh man, that ha it had to be like this back to the future. Did, was that me or did y'all get that vibe too? No, I did too. No, I got that. I, I actually really love the score and I think the music in this is probably the, its strongest point. Which is crazy because Ira newborn is a comedic movie composer. He did 16 candles, weird science, Ferris Bueller's day off, uncle buck planes, trains, and automobiles, mall rats, Ace Ventura, um, blues brothers, Xanadu. Uh, but then he did this and I was like, where did, and he also did basketball, but I'm just trying to figure out where this back to the future thing came in. I guess he just liked that, but I, I thought that was brilliant. Maybe the same kind of like high school vibes. Yeah, may maybe so. I, I thought that was great. So, uh, oh, 
<laughs> one other thing we got to break or got to bring up was is because this kind of happened in a league of their own with John Lovitz. But when John Lovitz got the female PE teacher confused <laughs> with the man, twice like that. I mean, he did that with Marla Hooch and a league of their own. <laughs> And I think that joke's great. He just keeps going on and on. Nobody stops him when he like <laughs> first meets her. And it was, that's a brilliant joke. Did Is that a yes? Is that a yes with that joke? Uh, yes. There we go. And that's a 50% to you. Yes or no? How about the one of the first lines in the movie, which was, oh, hey, I didn't see you at class today. Yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> it's just like some kid like just walking in the hallway right trying no. to feel shitty for it i, I love like, oh, that man. but the i think the better one of that was when he asked the girl who comes in late to his class why are you yeah. late he goes the bell rang before i got there yeah and i thought that was that's genius and yeah. like his <laughs> that that what? in his reaction is pitch perfect He's like wait uh Okay. <laughs> I love that joke because one of my best friends when I was in high school, this was freshman year, and he showed up late in this particular day. It was really raining. I promise there's a point to this. And it was really raining that day. And then he walks in, and then uh, my teacher was like, why are you late? And he's like, it was raining cats and dogs outside, sir. He's like, and your point is, I ran over a lot of cats and dogs to get here. And it's just like one of those types of jokes. Where it's it's, a, like it's a great joke. And how do you... It's a dad joke. It's exactly. Dad joke. That's why I love this movie. How do you punish the, How do you punish jokes like that? You don't like this movie. I think if you watch this again, because the two... I will not watch this again. I think I this movie will grow on me. I don't think it will. <laughs> so you're hey, all... We've all been... We've all been to Fantastic Fest before. It's coming up. Are you saying if they don't do a retro screening to this, and they bring in people, <laughs> you wouldn't go see this? Skip it. <laughs> there is a steak and shake pretty close by that I would, that would be calling my name for that. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. Preston, is it just you and I that love this movie? I guess so. That's this fine. Is crazy this we're i don't know on this show that we've ever had like kind of a split difference minus maybe oppenheimer i feel like we're all in pretty much agreement except for this one right can we just be let's let's pump the brakes you're not <laughs> oppenheimer in this movie high <laughs> oppenheimer. like let's go ahead and just like wow you can say you don't like oppenheimer that's fine but we're not going to compare them. I'd rather watch High School High than Oppenheimer. <laughs> I got more out of High School High <laughs> than Oppenheimer. It's the better movie, Dan. I do wish that Mackay Pfeiffer was in Oppenheimer as someone though. Yeah, um, one of my biggest notes was what what the hell happened to Mackay Pfeiffer? Like after this movie? Just well, in general? Yeah. Well, no, well, not after this movie because I know he he was in movies in like the early two thousands and stuff. But more in general, like where what's he doing in life? Well, he he was in uh, he was in ER forever, wasn't he? Oh, getting those checks. Okay. Yeah, he was in ER. Truth be told, um, Frequency, the TV show. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, he's been in, he's done a lot of TV, but as far as film wise, the last thing that I really remember him in was maybe Divergent. Like I know he was in Divert the Divergent franchise. Is and that other- the teen franchise? Yes, yes, Divergent was the teen franchise. Uh, but but he was also in the amazing um James Gunn Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead and he was great mm-hmm. in it. I'm yeah. surprised oh, that he okay. hasn't found his way to the Fast and Furious area. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like with his sense of humor and how he's kind of like a tough guy but can also be funny, you know, like he's got I'm shocked that he hasn't ended up as like, oh, here's Roman's brother. And he doesn't like cars. He does motorcycles, you know, just something stupid. And now he's in the movie forever. Um, I'm shocked that he hasn't ended up there. They bring in everyone else. So, no, they I forgot that uh, Tim Blake Nelson directed. Oh, no, he did. Oh, is amazing. I love that. I saw that in the theater. Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson did. Oh, I I love that movie. Josh Hartnett and Mackay Pfeiffer. And Say what you will about other actors, but Mackay Pfeiffer is immortalized in one of the best songs ever created with an Eminem song. Eight Mile? The- <laughs> you know, he's like, Lucy, like, in this movie, there's no Mackay Pfeiffer. Like, that is a very popular song, and his name's yeah. in there. Everybody knows Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, so in, in this movie, in bringing it, bringing it to a very serious note... these movies back in this time, like dangerous minds or lean on me. And even this movie even spoofs it or may makes you think that these schools, these are the scariest, most brutal situations, but in real life, it's much worse than this. I would rather go to these schools than because I mean, take for example, you know, all the school shootings, but in these movies, it's just like, kids who just are thugs but nobody's really dying in them right like is that like what what do you think about Except that for the prin- uh, principal or like somebody in the what well, was part of a joke was like oh he was a uh, oh did he retire no he was beaten to death <laughs> <laughs> but it was a teacher not a bunch <laughs> of kids <laughs> yeah. the teacher was asking for it. <laughs> it, it it's just the what makes it funny is just how they casualize everything like everything is to the extreme if you if it was like a true fish out of water story but even john lovitz is trying to casualize it a little bit it gets a little wide-eyed on some things but um yeah it's I don't know. I, I think this movie still stands the test of time and being like really funny because in all of these spoof movies, I mean, there's better ones than High School High, but there's a lot of worse ones. And I think this is yeah. one of the, the good ones. Brian, I bet your favorite line, and I wrote this down besides the other one that I mentioned earlier, is during that sequence that you were talking about with uh, Tia having that fight sequence with the um, Scarface is he says, I know you want this. I read Mike Tyson's book. <laughs> yes. When that happened, I forgot about that line. And I was like, ooh, that was great. I loved it. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Nurse uh, Ratchet says, Faster than a homo at Fort Dix. Yeah, that was a great line too. Faster, I'll have you out of here faster than a homo at Fort Dix. That's a, 
I mean, that's a cheap joke, but damn, it works, though. And to have her say it is wonderful. <laughs> and then it, it, it's written on the chalkboard in the background at one point <laughs> where uh, it says Mr. Clark is a homo or something. Yeah, I mean, these are jokes. I mean, Blazing Saddles did all the same jokes. Why? I, I think it's great. Do you think this humor, Chelsea, still is funny? I think there are certain things that absolutely still land but i just going into this out you know the the first 20 30 minutes like like preston said there are some things that i giggled at yes and that's where it's most the it's the most strong but i just feel like it's just one big like white savior like john lovitz comes in and rescues all these you know white, white jewish people. savior yes <laughs> white jewish savior um kind Jesus of like Christ, stereotype, basically. <laughs> kind of stereotype and i just feel like i uh, it, they just tried to put so much into this and that nothing was strong enough to work but that was also Dangerous Minds too, with Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> and Makai Pfeiffer. Makai same Pfeiffer same Pfeiffer. thing, Michelle Pfeiffer. I wonder if that's why they cast him in this role. Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer on Pfeiffer. I don't know. Uh, the important question, John Wick, relate. Mm. Lots of guns. <laughs> lots of fights in a library john wick three had a fight in the library so did this yeah, one that's true, that's there, true. You there, there you go there low you hanging go. fruit i think that was it i was really struggling there <laughs> you were really struggling what i don't know i i like this movie i don't know so okay so is there any movie that you can put john lovitz in to make it better oppenheimer <laughs> Would you have liked Oppenheimer if he was in it? Yes. He if he was in the David <laughs> yeah, he Gary Busey and John Lovitz and Gilbert Gottfried and Oppenheimer. Please and thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> what about y'all? What other movie? I would take John Lovitz as the, uh, what's his name? Uh, damn it. Uh, what's the other guy from Talladega Nights that is not Will Ferrell? Oh, uh, Borat? Oh, John C. No. Riley. John C. Riley. John C. Riley, and what's eating Gilbert Grape? Like, have, <laughs> have him in that role. Fantastic, Chelsea. Mom's in there. Ooh, and then he's just like <laughs> reacting to that. I would. Your dad's I in there. Would put him in any kind of like I said. I think he's better in an ensemble. So, um, give me like two minutes of. John Lovitz and like a really awkward scene in like Joyride. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, with the Paul Walker movie? No. Um, the 2023 Joyride. Oh, okay. How about John, Got excited there. How about John yeah. Lovitz as Philip Seymour Hoffman's role in The Talented Mr. Ripley? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm good with imagine that. that. Imagine that voice. <laughs> I'm going to go with John Lovitz replacing Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. 
<laughs> I just want to hear that. I want to hear him do that. Uh, that monologue that every chicken house outhouse. <laughs> that... I, want to, I want him to be in the tunnel. And when he says all the stuff to him, he's like, I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the one arm man. <laughs> uh, I think uh, more John Lovitz, please. Yes. Thank you. Uh, this is Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. Thank you for listening every week. We're so happy to be here. Um, Dan Moran, tell them where they can find you. I am currently running the Fear and Loathing Instagram feed. And there has been so much fruit lately. I feel like every movie we do on this podcast pops into the news somehow. Um, I'm telling you, people listen to this and we are ahead of the game. Whenever we do a show a week or two later, something about that comes out, right? Yeah, like in the random movies too. Like I did one this morning. There's a um, a picture going around of a cat laying inside of a blanket that looks like the cover of Showgirls. Yeah. I saw that. That was really cute. And I'm telling you, since we did that, I could probably go to who has subscribed since then. I'm telling you. I got so many people on the Showgirls train. I got so many people to watch it for the first time. And all of them love me now. So (laughs) I I can't wait for you to share this and be like, listen to this episode. Don't watch the movie. Yeah. But yeah, Dan's running that fear and loathing on Instagram. Go follow it because it, we're ahead of the time. We're, we have our finger on the pulse of the community. Uh, Chelsea, where can they find you at? Um, you can find me on Instagram as Chelsea Nico or on Twitter as Miss underscore Tenenbaum. Hey, that's X, ma'am. That's X. It is not X. X, formerly Twitter. <laughs> HBO Max or Max, the one called one for HBO. Max and X. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, cool. Yeah, go find Chelsea there. She's delivering all the quick, witty limericks of film and entertainment right over there. And Preston Barta, the man, the myth, the legend, the rad dude himself. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me most active on Instagram at Blu-ray Dad. Um, I'm also on Twitter slash X at Preston Barta. Not as active there. It's just kind of there for me. Um, and then you can find most of my articles, interviews, and all that fun on DittonRC.com for Ditton Record Chronicle and FreshFiction.tv. Hell yeah, doing all them good stuff. You have some new in- interviews out, don't you? Yeah, I did an interview for this movie on Shudder called Bad Things, which is a queer riff on The Shining. Um, it's uh, it's a pretty trippy movie. Um, I like movies that work. I don't know if it's because I do these interviews that I'm like really honed into looking for all the details within something. I don't know what it would be like to watch a movie like that as a casual viewer, but uh, I thought it was a pretty, pretty good uh, movie that you can find on shutter. So there was that. And then I have a couple of Amazon related interviews coming up. Um Having my mind blown that Interpol, one of my favorite bands, uh, used my photos for their social media 
uh, that was insane to me. Um, very honored. Claps, applause, Interpol. Have you ever listened to Interpol, Preston, before? I have all the records and never listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Good, good, good. Typical. <laughs> good stuff. I'm Brian Kluger. We're on Fear and Loathing in Cinema. You can find me at highdefdigest.com, boomstickcomics.com. You can find Preston and I also at My Bloody Podcast. You can find No BS Podcast and Too Legitimate Show. And uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, threads, TikTok, all of it. Blue Sky, Brian Kluger at YouTube me. How's how's Blue Sky doing? Not great. Yeah. You can only post I, I photos on, on it. <laughs> yeah, but I will be on Twitter until it like crashes and dies. Like just because it's just so fun. Yeah, I just I post on everything. I guess minus Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back MySpace and, and Friendster. You're only on Facebook for all your political conspiracies. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even QAnon on anymore. I am I am the your flat, your flat you fan follower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, why do you post why do you post so much stupid Joe Rogan shit? Because I like <laughs> Joe Rogan. I I, <laughs> I love Joe because Rogan. Because he's a he's a virile man. Yes, he's yeah. a man. He's just a man. He's so he's tough. A man's, he's a man's man. <laughs> That's good. Yes, find me on Facebook for that. I'll, I'll hold my breath. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another great movie. Thank you for listening. <laughs>